we're going to talk about having a clear conscience. So we're going to turn to the book of Romans, chapter 8, and we're going to read the first verse. Romans 8, verse 1. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. If the word of God tells us that there is no condemnation, then there is no condemnation. One of the best advice we can take is from directly from God's word. If there's no condemnation to us who are in Christ Jesus, then can anyone or anything condemn us? Why do we even condemn ourselves in our minds? The problem we struggle with today is that we know too much about ourselves. We know too much about our past. We know our failures, our weaknesses, our inabilities, and our imperfection. You see, knowing too much about ourselves interferes with how God sees us now and what he has given us. If we turn to Colossians chapter 2, beginning in verse 10, And you are complete in him. We are complete in him, who is the head of all principality and power. In him you were also circumcised with the circumcision made without hands by putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ. Buried with him in baptism, in which also you were raised with him through faith in the working of God, who raised him, Jesus Christ, from the dead. And you, being dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, he has made alive together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses, having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us. And he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. It says, having forgiven all, not some, but all of our trespasses. Who is he that has forgiven our trespasses? God. God, through Jesus Christ, has forgiven all of our trespasses. There's not a single one that has not been forgiven. Your past has been erased according to God's eyes. He keeps no record of wrong. He took it out of the way, blotting it out, and nailing it to the cross. If we turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 6, beginning in verse 9. Do you not know that the unrighteous, referring to unbelievers, referring to those who are not born from above, do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners, will inherit the kingdom of God. It is referring to these who practice such things in the group of those who do not believe in God. Verse 11 then says, And such were some of you. See, we were in this state before we came to believe in God. But now you are sanctified. We are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of of our God. 
And such were some of us. It is past tense. The believers in Corinth, they were believers in Jesus Christ. They were practicing such things even after God had washed them clean from all their sins. You see, God's word says we were. And now it says we are washed. We are sanctified and we are justified from it all. Whether we struggle with these such things or not, currently, we are still sanctified. We are still justified. We are still washed. If we mess up, what does the word of God say? We confess our faults to God and he is just and able to forgive us. And then we move on. We do not dwell on our past or even on our current weaknesses. Dwelling in such things hinders our walk with God. Let's go to Galatians chapter 5, beginning in verse 16. This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. See, we need to start thinking spirit things and walk in those things. That's how we overcome and capture our thoughts. We bring our minds back to the Word of God. Verse 17, For the flesh lusts against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary one to another, so that you do not do the things that you wish. Verse 18, But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, decisions, heresies. Verse 21, envy, murders, drunkenness, reveries, and the likes, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. So therefore, we as believers should not partake in those things, should not partake in what the unbelievers partake in. Verse 22, but the fruit of the Spirit, that is when we walk in the Spirit and not in the flesh, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. And if we live in the Spirit, then let us also walk in the Spirit. Focusing on the things of the Spirit produce the good fruits. As long as we distract ourselves with our own thoughts, then those, spirit, those fruits will not be produced. See, being in a state of self-condemnation continually, being self-valued or, or thinking about our self-worth, doesn't allow us to focus on what God's word tells us and doesn't allow us to focus on others because we're too concerned about ourselves. See, I've come across even people that despite what they're doing for the kingdom of God still feel like, they're, like they fall short of the glory of God due to their own history or just unaccepting the reality that God does not keep record of our faults. He does not keep us in a state of guilt. 
If we go to Romans, let's go back to Romans chapter 8, and we're going to begin on in verse 2. It says, For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God did by sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh on account of sin, he condemned sin in the flesh. Verse 4, that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the spirit, the things of the spirit, do they focus on. For to be carnally minded is death. See, there's no fruits when we are carnally minded, when we're thinking about things of the flesh. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. When we think the things of the Spirit, that is what produces life and peace. Verse 7, because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. So then those who are in the flesh cannot please God. But you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he is not his. And if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the Spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his Spirit who dwells in you. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors, not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. But if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if it by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption, by whom we cry out, Abba, Father." The Spirit itself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him, that we also may be glorified together. See, God wants us to be living in the freedom in which he has called us to live in, to live according to the Spirit and not the flesh we need to live each moment as children of god and remind ourselves that we are children of god and all of the benefit all the benefits that come with it we didn't receive the spirit of fear so why be afraid why let things creep into our minds that cause such fear we need to walk out with god's word in our minds and hearts so that we do not become entangled again by our own thoughts. God is our source for all things that pertain unto life. And he has given us every tool and every blessing to walk with him each and every single day. So walk with the Father. Walk with power from on high as children, as heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. Walk with a clear conscience because God is our Father. He has forgiven us and we are His children. Amen.